Greetings and welcome to episode 38 of Third Heaven Authority Podcast. I'm Mike Thompson. I'm so glad that you tuned in for part two of my teaching on how to pass through all the obstacles that are before you. The Lord has really called us to a place now to where He wants covenant fulfillment in our lives, and He really wants us to be successful in all of our endeavors in life, and that is socially, physically, financially, spiritually, ministry-wise, in the anointings of God. And there are so many things that attempt to hold us back in life so that we never reach that fulfillment and that accomplishment. So today, listen to part two of my message concerning that, and then we will pass through. Turn with me to 10th chapter of Matthew. I want to help you guys pass through. People are not going to always understand. And I cannot on an individual basis sit and counsel with you and give you personal counsel on how you're to accomplish that in your own individual life. But what I can do today is tell you that the power of the Holy Spirit is here to release you, and he wants you to pass through. In the 10th chapter of Matthew, um, it talks a lot about persecution. And the entire chapter is good. Read it, but I want to look at the 34th verse. Jesus says, do, do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. What a statement. I mean, most of the religious people I know would absolutely thump your melon if you told them that was in the Bible. He said, I didn't come. The Prince of Peace said, I didn't come to bring peace. Now, of course, he did come to bring spiritual peace. But in other words, what he's saying is, I didn't come to make everybody happy. Sometimes, in order to bring peace and to bring fulfillment in your own life, you have to allow other people to take offense, even though you do not give it. And to be willing to make them unhappy. But he said, I come to bring a sword. The sword of the Lord is truth and confrontation. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes will be those of his own household. <laughs> wow! Boy, that gets to the nitty-gritty. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life will, for my sake, find it. In other words, he who finds the higher life in me will lose and not be controlled by the lower life in the flesh. But if you hold on to the lower life in the flesh, you can't fulfill what the higher life in the spirit has for you. And then he says, he who receives you receives me. And he who receives me receives him who sent me. In other words, they've got to see you in me and they'll receive me. 
Verse 41, he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly, I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Uh, what Jesus is talking about is that there are rewards that come upon all of our ministries. Now, I'm a prophet, and you'll hear me talk often about the prophet's reward. The people who believe. It only comes upon those who believe in me and on CK as prophets. Those that don't believe, they don't get it. They can't. Uh, and there's, boy, there's a whole lot of them out there that don't. I know. They're not afraid to tell me. But I'm not sent to please those who don't believe in me. I'm sent to minister to those who do. But you are the same way. That's why he said, a righteous man. And I'll inject a righteous woman. People who do believe in you receive the reward of that belief. And of that relationship and what you can pour into their hearts and into their lives. And vice versa. But notice, again, he said it takes the sword of the Lord. The sword of the Lord is the willingness to listen to the Holy Spirit and to administer the word of God and truth into each situation and go by that truth. Even if people become offended. It's going to have to be their problem. Not yours. Because again, one more time. If you think it's your problem. If you think that you have to please everybody. That you have to keep them happy at all times. Because of whatever history you have with them. And it is diametrically opposed. To the work of the Holy Spirit in your life then it's that flesh pull. Your flesh can't handle it. You can't handle it. You will give in. They will manipulate or control you in some form or fashion. That's why it has to be done in the spirit by the word of truth. And I'm like you. So many hundreds or thousands of times over these years, I've had to say, oh, oh my, my body wants to do this. My, I'm not talking about lust of flesh. Well, I guess it is, in a sense, a lust of flesh to try to please people. Okay? But I'm not talking about other sins. It's just this, this control and this tug. I don't, I don't want to hurt mama's feelings. But you know, there was a day, and I had great parents, but there was a day that it, um, CK and I had been married and been in the ministry for a few years. And when I had to go to mom and say, Mom, I know that you love me and I love you, but these things that you do, I, I can't fulfill my ministry your way. And so I had to talk to her about a few things and the pressure she was putting on me and some of the family dynamics that were going on. And, uh, without getting into what they were. And it hurt her feelings. 
She didn't speak to me for three months. And she's a godly woman, but you know, she's a mama. She was a mother. She loved me. She knew the best for me. Uh, but after that, she came back and she said, you're right. She, and she apologized for some of the pressures she was putting on me and some of the control. And we were able, I was able to individuate for myself, for my family, for my ministry, etc. at that point, in a good way, a godly way. And from then on, there wasn't any problem with mom. I even shared the story earlier about her and dad saying, you know, move your butts to Las Vegas. Um, they're good people, but you know, sometimes you just have to work through things. That was hard on my flesh. My flesh did not want to do that. But I had to go to the Word of God, talk with my sweet wife, and us look at the calling, look at the scripture, and say, I will obey that no matter what. Did you know that there is a story in the 27th and about the 28th verses, uh, uh, excuse me, chapters of Deuteronomy? In fact, if you'll go to the 30th chapter, verse 19, I'm going to show you something. Because we're still talking about get ready to pass through. But in those earlier chapters in Deuteronomy, I'll find it and I'll tell you. You find that the children of Israel now, the Hebrews, have gone through the wilderness and they're coming to the promised land. And they're getting ready to go in and occupy. And so God speaks to Moses and he tells Moses to do this. He said, you take some of the princes, because they're standing there right, right before them and going in. There's this valley between two mountains and that's the pathway. And one of the mountains is called Mount Gerizim, and the other one is Mount Ebal. And he sends half of the princes up on Mount Gerizim, and he tells them, you go up there and you prophesy over the people as the people march through. You prophesy all the blessings of God. And one of the listings in, is in Deuteronomy 28 of what those blessings are, the first half of the chapter the second half of the chapter are the curses. Now, he takes the other princes and he says, you go up on Mount Ebal and you prophesy the curses. You just speak out what those curses are. And so the children of Israel are supposed to go right through the blessings and the curses. What I'm telling you is that the things that your family and friends and others say about you does not make them true. And you have the option of believing what God has said about you. The curses without a cause cannot light. Cannot light. Stick to you. You know what makes them stick to you? Unholy glue. Unholy glue is condemnation and fear. 
Boy, that's a good sermon, isn't it? But here's what happens. In Deuteronomy 30, there's a verse, verse 19. Where God speaking says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you. That I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. In other words, when you go through that valley, choose the blessings. Reject the curses. Now the way you do that, of course, in the Old Testament Levitical system here, is that by keeping the word and keeping the covenant. This is a covenant situation with God. Well, we are in a new and a better covenant. And so, in the midst of my sermon today, I'm telling you that the Bible declares and speaks over you all of the blessings of the fulfillment of who God has created you to be and what He's called you to do. And the world and the circumstances will speak the curses over you to try to keep you from fulfilling them. And what God is saying to us today is that He has set before us life and death, the blessings and the curses, Gerizim and Ebal. And as you pass through, you choose life. You choose the blessings. You choose what the scriptures say about you. You choose what the Holy Spirit has spoken to your heart. You choose your own destiny. Because those other things will become curses. Curses cannot light without the unholy glue. I want to preach on that for 15 minutes, but I think you get it. Because I've been preaching on it here for 30 minutes already. You choose life. You believe who Jesus created you to be and what he's called you to do. You do it. You believe it. And when you believe it, all of those blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. That you and your descendants may live. Your descendants in the natural, your family, your children. And it'll even expand out and it'll catch hold. When you stand up for Jesus and you show that strength of the Holy Spirit and the love of God, but the power of God, then most of the people in your family and your friends, you know, community, co-workers, others, will respect you for it, and it will become a blessing into their lives. But also, all of those that are out there, I mean, that blessing, think about the people that you have the ability to minister to. To share Jesus with. That you and your descendants. How many people can you bring into the kingdom and lead to the Lord? That they may have that kind of life too. And you become an encouragement to them. During their trials. When they're facing all of these kind of situations. That's why uh, you take this and kind of mold it a little bit to. When God gave me the Lion's Army vision, chapters 1, 2, and 3, remember, 
the first demonic horde that was coming were the screechers and the screamers. They were just caught, they, they attack, it's, it's false accusations, it's noise, it's all this pressure coming against you. If you get past that, then lying vanity. And lying vanity is that call, and it was in America, still is. But lying vanity, what happened is that in my vision, I, I don't have time to give you the whole thing. Go look it up on YouTube. The Lion's Army vision. And the army, the righteous army that had been lifted up by the Spirit of God, symbolizing not only spiritual empowerment and doing things from above, but third heaven authority, that was raised up and carried over the advancing horde. And it began to speak forth and defeat the screamers, the screechers and the screamers. But then the second army was released, lying vanity, the call for unity. Let's all have peace, brother. There's been so much division in our nation or so much division in our family. Let's all just come together. Let's all just compromise. Let's all just go for this false unity. And the lion's army that was up above had to change formation because those who had priorly had experience with defeating lying unity had to come to the forefront and those who didn't have the power to or had never faced it before had to come around and get behind them and then flow into victory over this horde. You can become the forefront messengers to help other people because you will have defeated that kind of control in your own life. That's why I'm standing here telling you about it. Go with me to the 14th chapter of Exodus. And while you're finding that, again, with this whole situation of Gerizim and Ebal, the blessings and the curses. They had to pass through. The Holy Spirit is empowering all of us to pass through and to receive the blessings of God. Things are being opened. There's one more scripture I want to read to you. Exodus 14. Things are parting right now, spiritually, in your life and in America. Verse 13. This is Moses coming up against the Red Sea. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. They were stopped because of this predicament. It was something that their flesh could not handle. It had to be a move of God. It had to be in the spiritual realm for them to have complete deliverance. And he said, which he will accomplish for you today. The Spirit of the Lord says today that there is a parting of the waters that stand before you. Get ready to pass through. For the Egyptians whom you see today 
you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Do you hear that? The Lord will fight for you. He's empowering you. You don't have to do this in the flesh. You do this in the power of the Holy Spirit. 15, and the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward, but lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. You will go on dry ground. It will not be muddy. Verse 17, and I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. I want you to know that some of the people, when you take the stand, some of the people will not like you for it. You may lose some friendships. But if you just go forward, God will replace those. One of the things in scriptures, a principle, is that whatever you give up for the Lord, that he will give a hundredfold. Houses and lands, yes. But brothers and sisters and wives and relationships. The ones that stay with you will become a hundred times better than they were before. And those that leave, they're left out. They do not receive the righteous man's reward or righteous woman's reward. But God will bring in a hundredfold of people who will. And they shall follow them. So I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army, his chariots, and his horsemen. Then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. And the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of the Israelites. In other words, the glory of the Lord will become your rear guard. The glory of the Lord will protect you. Thus it was a cloud and darkness to the one. And it gave light by night to the other. So that the one did not come near the other all that night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. And made the sea into dry land. And the waters were divided. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went after them into the midst of the sea, all Pharaoh's horsemen, his chariots and his horsemen, all his horses, chariots and horsemen. Now it came to pass in the morning watch that the Lord looked down upon the enemy of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud through his glory, and he troubled the army of the Egyptians, and he took off their chariot wheels so that they drove them with difficulty. And the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. You bet he does, Bubba. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea, that the waters may come back upon the Egyptians, on their chariots and on their horsemen. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and when the morning appeared, the sea returned to its full depth while the Egyptians were fleeing into it. So the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. Then the waters returned and covered the chariots, the horsemen, and all the army of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. 
not as much as one of them remained. But the children of Israel had walked on dry land in the midst of the sea. I'm telling you, get ready to pass through. I'm telling you that there's a call in the spirit and an anointing, maybe even a commission or a command by the Holy Spirit today, that we must rise up and watch the parting. God is clearing a channel. He is making a way for each and every one of us to go forward, to make sure that we are not swallowed up, detained, decommissioned, disqualified by all of these earthly situations and relationships that do not believe in us, that do not believe in Jesus in us, or what Jesus has called us to be and do. And he will protect and take us in dry ground. He will become our rear guard. And the glory of the Lord will protect us and empower us and carry us through. Stand on your feet. This message is primarily to you as an individual. Because these are situations that are important to your individual life. And you know it. But it also is a message for the collective body of Christ in America. Get ready because we have turned a corner. The waters are parting. Get ready to pass through. We shall see God fight for us. And we shall see as the army of God. The victory of his plans and his purposes. For this great nation of America. Lift your hands unto the Lord. Begin to worship him. Those of you that are watching by live stream, do the same. Lift your hands if you can. Receive this. Get into a posture. I have spoken the word of truth to you. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Spirit said, go tell the people to get ready to pass through. There are bondages that are going to be broken off of you. There are earthly ties that are going to become non-existent, non-empowered, either severed or disempowered. And it's time for you to experience all that you are. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for every single person under the sound of my voice now. Lord God, as I pray for them, I pray for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I pray for that fire right now in their bosom and in their bones. I pray, Lord God, that you would release them. In Jesus' name, release them from the situations in the flesh that hold them back. 
All of us right now, we refuse those situations. We refuse those chains. We refuse those familial uh, relationships. We refuse the friendship dynamics. We refuse the persecution from the community or from any uh, spirit of antichrist in America today. We refuse the waters that have stood before us and said, you cannot pass this way. And we declare in the name of Jesus Christ that the water shall part and we shall pass through on dry land and the glory of the Lord shall empower us. And we make that choice today that we will rise up and we will not allow the unholy glue of fear or condemnation or misunderstanding to allow curses to light upon us and stick to us. No, we walk in the blessings of the living God. The blessings of the living God. I said the blessing of the living God. In Jesus' name, now, now, now. And Lord, I pray upon your people now. Release the anointing, the revelation. Release upon your people. Release. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And I see the angels going forth. And doing their part in the battle. Angels of victory. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord God, set hearts free. Set hearts free. Set minds free. Set lives free. And we shall pass over on dry land. Just like Jesus. They brought him to the brow of the hill to push him off. And he passed through. Just like the children of Israel. To go to the promised land, there were blessings and cursings. And they had to pass through. Just like Moses, to get across the Red Sea, the waters had to be parted so they could pass through. I pray for the anointing of passing through to be upon your people. And for many of them, it will be for the very first time in their lives that they truly were free that they have permission to be themselves, their personhood, their personality, their thoughts, their relationship with Jesus, their ministry, their anointing. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now lift your hands and voice and just begin to worship him. Come on, just receive it. Just receive it. Hallelujah. Father, I receive that in the name of Jesus. I receive that deliverance in the name of Jesus. Come on, people, receive it by faith. Receive it. Just let it come upon you. I receive that ability to pass through. 
I received the glory of God to pass through. Yes. I just say this with me out loud. Thank you, Jesus. I receive the deliverance, the freedom, and I'm getting ready to pass through. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what a revelation. What an understanding. What a motivation by the Spirit of God and under the anointing of the Most High for us to take our place, stand up in life, and to go forward into who Jesus has called us to be and to accomplish what he has called us to do. And that no one or no thing would ever hold them back. I pray for their destiny. I pray for it to come to fruition, Lord God, by allowing them to overcome all of the things of the natural and the psychological and the spiritual realms that would attempt to hold them from being everything that you created them to be and to accomplish everything that you have called them to do. Lord, set your people free. Set them on the path of success. Set them on the road, Lord God, to accomplishment in their lives where they can feel good about themselves and not have regrets about what the enemy has used to hold them back. Right now, in Jesus' name, release. Release them into their destiny. Join me in future episodes by subscribing to Third Heaven Authority with Mike Thompson on your favorite podcast platform. And please, walk in your spiritual authority. In Jesus' name, amen.